Welcome to the Confident Swinger Podcast, the podcast that teaches you to grow your confidence and embrace your badassery so you can fully experience the wonderful world of the lifestyle. If you are a swinger and you want to stop holding back and start living out all your sexy dreams, then this show is for you. I'm Joe Levitt, your host, coach, cheerleader, and guide, and I'm super excited to take this journey with you. So get excited. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Confidence Swinger podcast, where we grow your self-confidence and badassery so you can fully experience the lifestyle of your choice, or so you can get out of your head and into their bed. I'm Joe Levitt, confidence coach for swingers and other sexy freaks, and I help people get laid more. And who doesn't want that? This is episode 20, When Your Body Doesn't Cooperate. Holy shit, 20 episodes. That's really fucking exciting. I remember dropping my intro and like my first episode and I was scared shitless. I honestly felt like exposed. I was going to say I kind of felt naked, but I like to be naked and this feeling was totally different. Pretty sure I'm a closet nudist. And maybe not so closet. But this was different than being naked. It was like vulnerable and scary. Now I'm like, here I am, bitches. Take me or leave me. Okay, so picture this. You're at a house party. You've been having a great time socializing with some awesome people, playing some games, having some drinks. You and your guy have been flirting with another couple all night. There's definitely a connection. You're attracted to the guy, your guy's attracted to the lady, so all should be good, right? But the closer you get to the end of the night, the more your body starts to betray you. Your mind is like, hell yeah, this is what the lifestyle's all about. We found a couple we like, now it's go time. Your body, on the other hand, is not on the same page. You're not feeling those little sexy tingles, that excitement in your lady parts, Instead, you're feeling anxiety. You're feeling like a heaviness in your stomach, maybe in your chest. Your heart's starting to race, but not in a good way. Or worse, you're feeling numb. The closer it gets to the end of the night, the closer it gets to the four of you going heels to Jesus, the worse the feeling gets. You don't know what the hell is wrong with you, but you know that this is not going to end well. So you make an excuse. You maybe start acting way more drunk than you feel. And you use, I'm just too drunk to play, as an excuse. You feel awful. You feel like you disappointed the couple, a couple that you really liked. And you feel like you disappointed your partner. And worst of all, you're disappointed in yourself. You wanted to play. You really enjoy sexy naked time. Or at least you used to. But now it seems like when the time gets close, your body just shuts down. You feel embarrassed. You feel ashamed. Worst of all, you feel broken. And you don't know what to do. That's what we're going to talk about today. On every episode, I will be wearing new podcast panties. Today, my podcast panties are a light lavender purple thong with little purple bumblebees all over them. Very, very cute. Very sexy. 
okay, it's warning time. Here's your warning, bitches. This show is going to contain explicit language and content. It's called The Confident Swinger for fuck's sake. So we're obviously going to talk about sex and swinging, and I clearly have a potty mouth. And it's designed to help you grow your confidence so you can make all your sexy dreams come true. So you can stop holding back and start jumping in dick first. Okay, maybe not dick first. That's a good way to end up with a broken dick. Especially if you miss. But regardless, if you've been struggling and if you aren't getting everything out of the lifestyle that you want to, I'm here to help. Now, that's going to require some growth and some change, and it's going to require you getting out of your comfort zone, which not everybody is comfortable with. It's not going to be easy. It's going to take consistent effort on your part. But what would it be worth to you to feel confident? What would it be worth to you to be able to make the first move? What would it be worth to you if you could connect with new people and play? What would it be worth to you if you could actually love and accept yourself and your body? Would that be worth some growing pains? I can't answer that for you, but I'm hoping you say yes. Also, quick reminder, I'm a coach. I'm not a therapist or a counselor. I'm results-driven. I want to see you succeed, especially if that success involves confidence and sexy naked time. And I want to work with people one-on-one who are also results-driven and who are willing to put in the work necessary to get the results they want. Before we start the episode and the actual coaching today, I want to take a second to talk about what the fuck coaching is. Coaching is not a requirement. It's not a need. It's a want for people who are goal-oriented, who are go-getters, for people who want more out of their lifestyle experiences. Your experiences may be fine right now, and you may be having some good experiences, but coaching is for people who think, fine isn't good enough for me. I want fan-fucking-tastic. As your coach, I work with you to explore what you want and why. Then we work together to figure out what's holding you back, and we make an action plan to make that happen. I'm not going to do the work for you. Why? Because that's not my fucking job. You have to want it, and you have to want it so bad it keeps you up at night. My favorite thing to coach somebody towards is confidence. You know why? Because confidence is sexy. Everybody wants to be more attractive. Everybody wants people to be attracted to them. And honestly, you're limited in what you can change of your physical appearance. You can't change your height or your age or your face, minus some makeup and cosmetic surgery. But you can change the way you feel about yourself. You can change your confidence. And if you ask a group of 100 people what attracts them to another person, over and over again, you're going to hear that people are attracted to confidence. Over and over again. So you can totally become more attractive by becoming more confident. Period. End of story. And I can help you with that. Now that all that is out of the way, it's showtime. Or maybe I should say it's Joe time. So let's talk about when your body doesn't cooperate. Ideally, our minds and our bodies work together. Ideally, they're like best friends, like Thelma and Louise, like 
Bert and Ernie, like Joey and Chandler, like Buzz and Woody. Eh, Woody. Our minds and bodies should work together. Your mind should tell your body what it wants and your body should cooperate. But that doesn't always happen. And how fucking frustrating is that? I'm not talking about physical limitations caused by disabilities or other physical conditions. That sucks too, don't get me wrong. But that's a different show. I'm talking about the mental blocks that cause your body to not fucking cooperate. On a mental level, you want one thing, but your body apparently disagrees. Let's talk about a few reasons why this is so frustrating. It's frustrating because you are supposed to be in charge. You feel like you should be able to control your thoughts and your body. You should be able to make your body do what you want it to do, but sometimes you just can't. It's also frustrating because you don't understand why it's happening. We have this body and we have this mind for our whole existence. You feel like you should know it inside and out. But this breakdown, this disconnect between your body and your mind is something that you just don't understand. It's also frustrating because you don't know how to fix it. Most people are problem solvers. They see a problem and they like to work on finding a solution, but they can't figure out how to fix this. It's all so frustrating because it feels like a betrayal. Your body's part of you. It's part of what makes you who you are. It's a part of your existence. And it feels like your body is betraying you right now because it's not doing what it's supposed to be doing. It's not doing what you want it to do. So there's a big difference between logic and emotion. You got into the lifestyle with your partner for some reason, maybe for several reasons. Maybe you wanted to explore a different side of your sexuality. Maybe you're bisexual and you wanted to be able to play with other guys or maybe girls. Or maybe you wanted to explore some other turn-ons or some kinks. Maybe you're interested in some things that your partner wasn't into. And the lifestyle gave you the freedom to be able to explore that in a way that your partner was okay with. Or maybe you wanted to explore a variety of different sexual partners. Maybe you realize that you're attracted to other people, like sexually attracted. Like, I'd like to ride him like a pony attracted. And you wanted to be able to ride that pony ethically, and the lifestyle gave you the freedom to do that. Maybe you wanted to bring some excitement back to your own relationship. Maybe the thought of seeing your guy with another woman turned you the fuck on. Or maybe the thought of your man watching you with another man Or maybe another woman turned you the fuck on. Maybe you were tired of the same old routine and you wanted to shake things up. You wanted to bring back the passion you once had. Relationships all settle into a certain routine over time. And unless you actively seek to keep things interesting, to keep things exciting, things are going to get boring. Like it or not, that's just life. All of those things are great reasons to explore the lifestyle. And usually when you first get into the lifestyle, it is so exciting. There's this new intensity, this new heat, this sexual energy. You feel it with your partner and you feel it in yourself. And it's intoxicating. It feels so powerful. You're turned on all the time. You can get hot just thinking about the lifestyle and all the possibilities. 
The sex is great with your partner. You guys talk about other people and how it was seeing them with somebody else, how they were pleasing somebody else, how that turned you on. In the moment, you don't really stop to think about why it's so hot, why it's working for you. You're just riding this high as long as you can. So for a while, things are great. But just like in your relationship, even the excitement of the lifestyle starts to become routine. It's not as exciting as it once was. You find yourself not being as turned on as you once were. The excitement that you found in your bedroom at home starts to fade. When you first got into the lifestyle, you couldn't keep your hands off each other. You were like horny teenagers all over again, only this time with body aches and hemorrhoids. But that horniness starts to fade. You still like the lifestyle, you still enjoy the hookups, and sometimes you have great encounters, and sometimes you have great sex. But it's not the same intensity that it was in the beginning. And then sometimes it changes again. You went from crazy, wild sex goddess to a predictable sex accountant. Sorry to the accountants out there. I'm not a numbers person, so that profession just seems incredibly tedious to me. It's not a diss on you, I promise. It's really more me. So you went from a sex goddess to a sex accountant, but now you're like a sex nothing. You shut down when things even think about getting hot and heavy. At first, it's still fine at home. The crazy monkey sex settled back into normal accountant sex, but it was still good and it was still satisfying. But lately, even that started to be less frequent. You've just wanted it less and less. At least your body's wanted it less and less. Your mind still wants it. On a mental level, you want sex. You want the connection. You enjoy the intimacy, the orgasms. Oh, you miss the orgasms. But your body's just not cooperating. And you don't really want to talk to your partner about it. There could be several reasons for this. Maybe it's embarrassing. Some people have a really hard time talking about personal things, especially intimate sexual things. So some people have a really hard time talking about it. It's also scary. Talking about it makes it real. If you don't talk about it, maybe you can just ignore it long enough that it's going to go away on its own. That could happen, right? Yeah, probably not. You also don't want to hurt your partner. You think if you tell your partner that you aren't that interested in sex, they're going to take it personally. They're going to think that the problem lies in them. They're going to think that you aren't attracted to them anymore. And it's, it's not the case. You are attracted to them, but your body is a fucktard and it's just not cooperating. And biggest of all, you think you're broken. You think there's something seriously wrong with you. And if your partner knows how broken you are, they're not going to want to deal with that. So first of all, I want to tell you that you aren't broken. It may feel that way, but you're not. And I'm going to tell you that this is way more common than you could possibly know or believe. It happens to so many people, men and women. We feel like we're alone, like we're the only person that this happens to, and that makes it even scarier and harder to talk about it. So this is me telling you that that fear is unfounded. You're not alone. 
there's several reasons why this could be happening to you. It could be hormonal. Just like when we're teenagers and our bodies are going through all these changes like hair growing in new places, our hormones change when we get older too. And those, that hormone change causes changes in our bodies. Wouldn't it be great if the midlife hormone changes caused hair to stop growing in all the places that puberty made hair grow? I'd never have to shave or wax again. That would be fucking amazing. But no, they can't do that. Our bodies are assholes and instead of stopping hair growing, it stops our sex drive. Or at least it lessens it, at least for some people. So hormones could be the problem. So talk to your doctor. Let them know what's happening and have them check your hormone levels. It could be stress. Stress is really hard on your body. Our bodies were not designed to deal with ongoing stress on a daily basis. Stress causes adrenaline. And unless we deal with that adrenaline in some way, like exercise, that stress will wreak havoc on our bodies. And it can affect our sexual desire. And it can make us shut down in the moment. To help with that, try to make exercise a part of your normal routine. Daily if it's possible, but at least three times a week. It has so fucking many benefits and very few downsides. Regular exercise can help reduce stress. It can help you with anxiety. It can strengthen your body. It can reduce your risk of diseases and other health issues. It can help you manage your weight. And it can improve your mental health. Seriously, do it. If you say you don't have the time, even 10 minutes a day can help so much. You can find 10 minutes a day. It could also be some kind of trauma response. Our bodies react to things in unexpected ways. Sometimes we can have a trauma response in a situation that we've been in many times before. Something unexpected can trigger it, usually something we're not even aware of, and it can cause us to shut down. If you've experienced some kind of trauma, I encourage you to speak to a therapist. It's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of health and strength. It can make a tremendous difference in your life. It could also be related to a self-esteem issue. Our bodies are forever linked to our minds. So for suffering from a lack of confidence, if we have a negative body image, or if we have low self-esteem, or a lack of self-trust, then our body's not going to react the way we want it to. This is where a coach can be such a benefit. A coach can help guide you to rebuild your confidence as you turn around your negative self-image. A coach can give you a safe place to grow, to explore yourself, and to become a happier, more confident person. So your body doesn't fight you and you want to fuck. So sometimes there's a disconnect between our bodies and our minds. And sometimes our bodies don't respond how we want them to. If that happens when you're in a play situation, it affects not only you, but your partner and the other person or couple that you're playing with. So let's look a little bit deeper at that, shall we? If it happens once, it freaks you out. You don't really understand what happened or why. It causes these negative feelings, these negative emotions, and it's scary. It can bring fear and shame and embarrassment, and all that's pretty shitty, right? Definitely not conducive to a sexy atmosphere and orgasms. 
Our brains are hardwired to not like those feelings. Fear, shame, disappointment, embarrassment. I mean, who wants to feel that way? So that means the next time we get close to a situation like that, our brains are going to stop us. Oh, you want to go have sexy naked time? Yeah, I don't think so. The last time we tried that, it sucked. So we aren't going to do that again. So our brains start making excuses for us not to go, to not put ourselves in that situation again. We probably don't even realize exactly what's happening or why. Honestly, as much as we like to believe we know ourselves really well, like we understand ourselves really well, We usually don't have a fucking clue what's really going on inside our own bitchy little brains. All we know is our brain is giving us reasons why we shouldn't go. We don't have anything to wear. Nobody's going to want to fuck us. I'm too fat or I'm too unattractive. It'll be too late. We have something to do the next day. The host doesn't really like me. Or the host is a bitch and I don't like her. Our brains are expert excuse giving machines. What we don't realize is that those excuses are meant to keep us from experiencing the pain that came from the first experience. And the more our brains win, the more the excuses keep us from exploring the sexual experiences that caused the pain in the first place, the stronger the fear gets. And the more we're going to believe the shit that our brains have told us to avoid the situation. Because our brains are like, yes, that shit worked. I'm going to use that again. And the more likely we are to avoid that kind of situation in the future. It's called experiential avoidance. So what's the answer? How do we break that shitty cycle? As always, I've got some tips for you. So here's seven tips to break this cycle. Tip number one, recognize what's happening in your body. Be curious and specific, like super specific. The more specific, the better. Tip number two, try to figure out what your body's trying to tell you. You explored what's happening in your body. Now try to figure out what those sensations are trying to tell you. Is that pit that's deep in your stomach shame? Is it fear? Honestly, it may not be easy at first to tell. A coach can help you differentiate those feelings. But even if you don't want to work with a coach, keep exploring those feelings. It will get easier with time. And you will understand yourself and your body more and more as you continue to work it out. Tip number three, don't shy away from those negative feelings. Explore them. The way to beat experiential avoidance is to face your negative feelings and emotions head on. It can't survive the light of day. It likes dark. It likes hiding. So shine a bright light on those feelings. Make friends with them. Take them out to lunch and get a latte. Get to know them. Tip number four. Recognize your thoughts. Like, actually consciously think about your thoughts. Notice what they are. Don't try to change them. Just notice them. Tip number five. Talk to your partner about what you're thinking and feeling. Help them understand what's going on inside of you. You may be able to find a solution together that works for everybody. You're a team, so you need to bring them into your world. Tip number six, talk to a therapist or a coach. If this is more of a mental health issue, like you have depression or anxiety, then you for sure need to talk to a therapist. 
If it's not, then a coach can be super helpful. They can help you recognize all the shit going on inside your head and help you break the cycle. Tip number seven, ask yourself why you want it. Get clear on the why. If your body is shutting down in sexual lifestyle situations, ask yourself what you really want out of those lifestyle experiences. Why is it important to you? What value is it in line with? You might be shutting down because it's not in line with what you really want. Or there might be a block because of some long-held belief that's buried deep inside of you. That happens a lot. A lot of us were raised to be monogamous, and it's hard to change those thought and behavior patterns, even if we want to. It's not impossible, and it's worth it if it's something that you really want, but it can be incredibly hard. And it's almost impossible if you don't get to the base of what the block is or what's holding you back. I talk about our bitchy little brains a lot, and I talk about trying to manage our thoughts so they don't stand in the way of what we really want or how we want to live our lives. If you find yourself feeling helpless because your body's not cooperating, and you find yourself wanting something so bad, but you just don't know how to make it happen, I might be able to help. Let's talk about it. Email me at joe at theconfidentswinger.com. That's J-O at theconfidentswinger.com. And put let's talk in the subject line. We can talk about what you want and what's holding you back. And how I can help. You're not broken. You're more than your thoughts. You're more than your body. You are an amazing fucking flower in the garden of life. And I want nothing more than to help you embrace your badassery. So you can make all your sexy lifestyle dreams come true. That's it for today, guys. If you like the show and you want to support it, please share it with the other sexy freaks in your life. Share, share, share. The Confident Swinger has currently been downloaded in 810 cities in 53 different countries or territories. That is fucking amazing. But there's so many more people out there that need the message. So keep sharing. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts and you haven't left me a review, what are you waiting for? Please go leave me a review. It really helps the show and I'd love to give you some on-air love. I love you, sexy freaks. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.